feels weird to do this during the day. It's the sun is out and there's yeah. not screaming people in the background. Is this normal? Is this how this is supposed to work? I mean, ideally, this would be how it would always work, but uh, that's not the case, obviously. <laughs> what are you What are you trying to say? I'm saying you have too many people screaming in the background most of the time, but this is a nice break. <laughs> You're welcome. I did this just for you. I I flooded I Take flooded everywhere with mustard gas and everyone's sleeping. I think. <laughs> I hope. If not, then you know what? It's been a good run. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That got dark very quickly. I don't know what you're talking about. It's perfect. All right, then let's get this done before the school day is over. And uh, I mean, before your guests wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I got Two best um, friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football. I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com. Pro fantasy football. Pro football reference. ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 2M Football. With you, as always, your hosts, Mike and Matt. And it, it is Thanksgiving week. We're here for the second week in a row. How about that? One more and we're... Actually, I think we're currently heating up. One more and we're on fire. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's not, uh, as they say, count the chickens before they hatch, count the turkeys before they're cooked. I don't know. What analogy do we want to use this week? Turkey analogy is probably appropriate this week. All right, good <laughs> Don't count your turkeys before they're cooked. I have don't no idea up. what that means, but I'm going to roll with it. I was going to say, I don't know that I've heard that particular expression before, but uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's roll with uh, that. You heard it here first live. That's what we're doing. We're setting trends. We're, uh, <laughs> we're on top of it. Mm, very good. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Week 11 of the, of this NFL season is week behind 11. us. Yeah. Getting ready for week 12, which, of course, starts tomorrow, Thursday, on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, one of the greatest... Front door. Greatest day... What? Yeah, one of the greatest days on the football calendar every year. Are you talking to me or one of your... Did someone start waking up? You, no, everything's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, I, was, I was more going trying to be shocked that it's already week 12, yeah. but you didn't catch that, so it's fine. Well, also, I'm going to over the course of the next 45 minutes, run that joke completely into the ground about there being people in your house, but let's move on. Let's keep going. Were we recording when that was said? Uh, yes. So oh, okay, because I'm like, otherwise everyone's going to be really confused. This is incriminating also. So uh, that's fine. Keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, today we'll recap week 11, preview week 12, a very special edition of the Fantasy Corner with the uh, Pivotal Week 12 fantasy matchup uh, coming up between the two of us. Oh, oh, really? Yes, I looked ahead to see. Where uh, have I been? I have not been paying attention. That's like, right. Who am I playing this week? I'm like, oh, snap. It's mad. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll definitely do a deep dive preview of that <laughs> fantasy matchup. Uh, I mean, we can't go too deep because then I'll give away all of our plans. Yeah, no, uh, no roster advice uh, today, at least between the two of us. 
so let's just start with the week 11 recap and work in the Thanksgiving metaphors as appropriate. Yes. And uh, I want to all year for this. Let's start with our playoff sleepers here. Uh, oh, do we have to? I know you have a lot more to say about the second one. I feel like you say, do we have to reflexively every week? But your team's actually both won <laughs> for a change. In week they 11. did, but I'm really excited for the rants you have prepared. Oh, I'm I'm ready to. You talk about the Lions really quick while I get myself in the right mindset. <laughs> so the Lions faced off against the Giants, which are hot-handed this year under their new head coach, Brian DeBall. The Lions have been in a very weird situation because at the beginning of the year, they weren't doing so hot, and everyone started to wonder if the Dan Campbell era could be coming to, to an end. You know, he was this wily coach that came in and really shook the energy and the culture on. This game, I think, really shows that the Lions have potential. Not only have they beaten Green Bay and the Bears, they've now overtaken Green Bay for second in the division. Are the, Have the Giants been exposed? Yeah, I've I wrote that uh, as a little bit of a joke because as I've as I talked about throughout the season, really about the Giants and the Vikings, I wasn't really buying it totally. So I feel vindicated, even if this does only end up to be a blip on their radar. But um, I was very impressed by how the Lions took this game to them and shut well, down. And it was all, facade, all facets of the ball, right? Like the, the the key thing was the offense clicked because they put up points in every single quarter, but the defense stepped in to limit them scoreless through the second and third quarters which is critical um in in keeping your you know in keeping the game pretty close jared goff went 17 of 26 for 165 yards not a great passing day but a clean day because there were no turnovers Um, right with daniel jones um going back to some of his worst tendencies and throwing two early picks in this game that, that set them back but being fact that that it's, you know, it's not every game. It's, you know, I think everybody stepped up to the plate this week. Uh, I think what surprised a lot of people was Jamal Williams came through with three touchdowns, um, surpassing uh, DeAndre Swift, potentially taking the starting back role from what I'm understood, while Swift battles some injuries, but they're kind of, people are kind of starting to put Swift on that questionable questionable podium yeah i think it's still too early to tell i mean he's been banged up the past couple of years but yeah so is saquon and saquon's come through phenomenally not in this game though as the giants run defense are really impressive they kind of took away what the giants like to do which is dominate games with their defense and run game um they weren't able to do that and daniel jones ended up throwing for a lot of yards uh, but also had the two interceptions and uh you know, relatively low completion percentage. This was a great game from Detroit. Can we get to the Broncos now? That's enough. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Mike? I normally don't say much, but I absolutely want to kind of sit here and listen to whatever you have planned because, boy, do I feel like I'm in for a treat. Okay, well, (laughs) first we'll get the outcome out of the way. The Raiders, your Raiders, beat the Broncos. Completing the season sweep at Mile High Stadium. Uh, went to overtime. Devontae Adams got wide open for a game-winning touchdown on the Raiders opening. The opening possession of overtime. So Broncos never had the ball uh, in overtime. Not that they would have done anything with it anyway. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I don't know. This was supposed to be. Okay, so Russell Wilson's on my fantasy team. <laughs> I think that's established by now. 
I thought that was a great draft pick. I was so excited, as was uh, as were Broncos Nation and a lot of people around the NFL. Obviously, they believed they were getting a superstar given what they traded uh, to get him, and then the huge contract extension they signed him to immediately without ever seeing him play for them. We thought he was a known commodity. Obviously, got off to a shaky. Obviously, got off to a shaky start, but for <clears throat> for a while, you keep thinking like, okay, well. You know, he's in a new system, first-time head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, new receivers he's working with for the first time. There were a lot of excuses. They made up some BS injuries uh, for him early on to to try to take away some of the, to hide the eventual reality that I think we're all coming to accept is that he's just lost it. He's bad. Russell Wilson is bad now. And I want to talk about- I think the better question is, has he always been bad and it was just hidden by the coaching of Pete Carroll and the defense that was in Seattle for a while, or is I mean, it just, there's something to be said for that, given how good Geno Smith has looked with Pete Carroll and the same weapons that, uh, that Russ was so successful with the last few years in Seattle with, you know, Lockett and Metcalf. Uh, so there, I think there's something to that, but it comes to what seemed like a pretty good situation in Denver with a couple of exciting young wide receivers and Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, what at least at the start of the season was an exciting running game as well. Obviously, Javante got hurt early and they just actually cut Melvin Gordon, uh, who's had a fumble mm-hmm. problem. But I just want to talk about how bad this offense has been because I'm super bitter. They're uh, averaging they're averaging 14.7 points a game, okay. which is, I believe, dead last in the league this year. It's also worse than former Broncos greats like Tim Tebow and back in 2011 they averaged 19 points with him Trevor Simeon in 2016 they averaged 19 also that year 19 points a game Case Keenum in 2018 you know just an all-star list of quarterbacks here they actually averaged 20 points a game with Keenum in 2018 and even last year the combination of Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater neither of whom are starting for their respective teams this year uh, they average 19.7 points a game. That's five points per game more with all of those guys than they're, than what they've achieved with, with Russell Wilson. Also, you talked about how good a defense he had in Seattle. He has at least as good a defense, I would argue, here in Denver. They're first, the number one defense in the league in terms of points allowed per game to 17.1. And if you look at any of those quarterbacks I just listed, where they averaged at least 19 points a game, Based on how good the defense is playing, they'd be nine and one if they could just score 19 points a game. Instead, they're three and seven. The season's I'm sure over. that's doing wonders for their morale. <laughs> the season is over. They were. We've been saying about Denver a few years. They're quarterback away for being a legitimate contender. Well, they thought they got they got the quarterback. They're still a quarterback away from being a contender because <laughs> Russell Wilson. This version of Russell Wilson is just trash. Oh, a couple yeah, more there's, things. There's, there's no excuse for this type of play. I've got a couple more. Sorry. Oh, okay. okay. I'll shut up. <clears throat> the last 10 years, in the last decade, there have been 24 teams in the NFL average, allowing less than 18 points a game, which is which the Broncos are doing, averaging just 17 points allowed. Of those 24 teams in the last 10 years, all of them finished with a winning record, and all but three of them made the playoffs. Well. The Broncos will not have a winning record, and they will certainly not make the playoffs. You have little faith. 
<laughs> it's over. I'm telling you, it's over. Oh, okay. One more. Got one more. Oh, boy. Courtesy of Instagram, I think, via TikTok. Russell Wilson has fewer touchdowns on the season with seven than he has bathrooms in his house, which he has 12, apparently. I don't know what to do with that fact, to be completely <laughs> honest. I mean, the, the bathroom part is irrelevant. The point, he has seven, <laughs> seven touchdowns. That's irrelevant? Passes. That's what they used as a comparison. You can't just sit there and say that's not relevant. The point is, he has an absurdly low number of touchdown passes through 10 games. He's averaging less than one touchdown per game. And an absurdly amount of bathrooms? I, I, I 12 is ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> Put that money towards a new personal trainer because he also looks slow as hell out there. <laughs> He's a mobile quarterback. He cannot run anymore. He physically cannot. And it's not an age thing. He's only like 30. How old is Russell Wilson? I don't know, but he exercises at higher altitudes. Did Goku do that? Became like a Super Saiyan? Oh, yeah, isn't that supposed to help? He's 33. He just turned, or he's about to turn 34. I don't know, man. He's terrible. You know, that I don't know, man. You just said kind of sums up everything, doesn't it? It's, it's no, mind-blowing. I, it's still mind-blowing. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be at this point, but it still just boggles my mind how bad this offense is. It's particularly Russ. He looks lost and confused. He looks physically, he doesn't have it. Mentally, not good either. He's making terrible mistakes. He's cost them at least two games with interceptions on the goal line right at the end of games where they could have won or tied. Well, he's done that in the Super Bowl, too. <laughs> Sorry. This is I'm true. Not. There's precedent for that. <laughs> so anyway. Goal line interceptions for Russell are not something new, so I don't know if I should chalk that up to being surprised. Okay, fair enough. That's a good point. But everything else I said stands. <laughs> uh, okay, <clears throat> that felt good to get out. <laughs> yeah, you, you felt better, man. You really went for that. I didn't know what to expect, but I don't know if that was it. From the fantasy football angle, it just makes it even worse because whatever. I, you thought he had, like top-tier quarterback potential coming to the season. and I'm going to check it right now. I doubt he's in the top 24 of quarterbacks. Well, and it's funny, too, because oh, we 21. talked all kinds of crap on Daniel Jones, and, like, he would be great. And apparently, Daniel Jones over Russell Wilson is the steal of the year. Jones is the 10th-ranked fantasy quarterback somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, other than this game, he's kept it clean. That's what it is. And Russell, on the other hand, has done, like, the opposite. You know what else Daniel Jones has done? Won games? He, well, he, yes, but he's used his legs. He's run the ball. He has he has four rushing touchdowns on the year and at least 20 rushing yards in all but one game. It's crazy. Russell Wilson, since we're on this and I've got the stats pulled up. Oh, boy. Russell Wilson has a total of under 100 rushing yards on the season. Daniel Jones has a 100-yard rushing game. <laughs> yeah that's it let's not talk about that anymore on the podcast ever again <laughs> he's dead to me <laughs> you say that now you know that right i will draft carson wentz ahead of him next off season <laughs> next okay time. i'm going to slap you if you do that <laughs> russell wilson is on par in my mind now with carson wentz and Taysom hill in terms of quarterbacks that i hate 
Wow. Taysom Hill is a better. I'd rather have put Taysom Hill on the Broncos. They have more than three wins. Guarantee you that. Oh, I can guarantee that. Put us on the Broncos. They have more than three wins. <laughs> okay. That, that, that might be stretching it a little bit. But <laughs> All right. That's enough. I, I never want to talk about Russell Wilson again. <laughs> I might bench so, him for, I might bench him for Mike team? White. I might bench him for Mike White in our fantasy matchup this week. Oh, wow. Which we'll get to in a second. Why that's even a, a possibility. Uh, okay, Saints beat the Rams. Oh, okay, I feel like I need to take a breather after that. Do we need to take a take a break? Come ready. <laughs> We've recapped one, two games, one and a half games. We're gonna take a break. Um, no, that's okay. I'll let you take some of these. The Saints beat the Rams. Um, Stafford left with a concussion, and uh, talk about another team whose season is over. At least they got a Super Bowl ring uh, out of it last year. Yeah, they went all in, and then that's kind of it. It wasn't all or nothing. It was all and nothing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it's 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 so weird because everyone, you know, including us, had them really at the top of the tier, thinking they could potentially be repeats. <clears throat> well, they brought the same team back. <laughs> nothing changed. I guess the and, offensive line suffered, but it's just I don't know. This team isn't. They're not clicking for a team that played together for many, many, many games. They look like sometimes that they're still getting to know each other out there. <laughs> and the, so the Dolphins were on by uh, last week. Uh, but speaking of getting to know people, the Packers sure got acquainted with Derrick Henry on uh, last Thursday night. Ha ha ha. Over and over again. And this yep. is my main thought watching this game was just how demoralizing it is. Um, for fans, you know, if you're rooting for the team against the Titans or probably for the players themselves, probably for Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, not having the ball because the Titans, they just such long, you know, tough, grueling drives. Derrick Henry just battering the defense over and over again. So many third down and one, fourth down and one. They just hand it off to Henry and it's automatic. Uh, That's on the DC. That's on Joe Barry. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's you. They didn't adjust their game plan at all. And this is what infuriates me about Barry. It's not working. You're not stopping it. And what do they do? They let it happen. Yeah. Um, it was disappointing. Um, the Packers did actually have a chance, though. They tied it. Or they not tied it. They got it within three. <laughs> three say, what game did you watch? In the third, I mean, it was tied 0-0 when it started. <laughs> they, they were down 17-20 to 20 in the third quarter after getting a touchdown to Christian Watson, his second of the game, his fifth in the last two games. Um, and at that point, it really felt like it was anyone's game. Uh, anyone not named Aaron Rodgers, that is. <laughs> Thanks for laughing at that, even though it was in the notes <laughs> and you knew it was coming. And it's arguably not that funny anyway. Um, I would argue. Want me to take it back? Or, nope. I said thank you. <laughs> you don't have to tell everybody it's in the notes. The defense was okay, actually. They they made some stops. They did stuff a fourth down Henry run, one of them. At one time, they stopped him, at least. <laughs> they got an interception of Ryan Tannehill. They gave the, I would argue, they gave the offense enough opportunities where they should have been able to score enough, you know, enough points to whatever, make it close, at least in the fourth quarter. It ended up not being that close of a game, but at, in the third quarter, it still was there. But 
just the the offense could not hold up their end of the bargain at all. <clears throat> and this Titans defense is pretty good against the run. The secondary has been suspect, but Rodgers was missing throws. He saw receivers all over the place quitting on routes or jogging around. Um, another person I never want to see or hear or, or talk about again is Sammy Watkins. <laughs> he was just out there not even trying for the Packers. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to say the Packers offense is what let them down again. They're four and seven. Season's probably over. Yeah, I have, to, I have to concur with that. It's just this this is another team where <clears throat> there is no continuity in the offense. You cannot predict what's going to happen from week to week. And it sucks being a Packer fan, right? Because we were so used to just the, the domination that came from right. the offense. And it's just yeah. not there anymore. It might be our turn to uh, suffer a bit. <laughs> well, right. after two you know what? Twenty years, almost yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. I think uh, I I think we can let someone else have the the glory for a year. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, we're taking it back. Watson was a bright spot, and it's good to see him coming through and showing his value as a relatively high draft pick. And Rogers' big thing is always with his receivers is chemistry, right? And there's there's very little of that going on with such a young receiving core. So. You know, assuming he doesn't retire, he'll be back next year, and hopefully he actually shows up to OTAs this time and <laughs> to, to build more of that chemistry and all that stuff. Okay, now you're asking too much. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's time for them to, uh, I don't know. A fire Joe Barry, I agree. They need a new guy running that defense. I saw people saying uh, Fangio. I, I'd be pretty happy with that. I'd take Vic, yeah, a heartbeat. He's out of work right now, so it could work. I, mean, uh, I don't like the way you phrase that, but yes, I get the point. The Cowboys beat down the Vikings on the road, 40-3. to The biggest road win in franchise history for Dallas and also put an end to Minnesota's seven-game winning streak. I only have two notes. Basically, just one note on this, and that's Tony Pollard. is just unbelievable. I'm going to say it now. I think... For at least the Dallas, the way Dallas is running their offense now, and it's still Kellen Moore calling the plays, right? So this isn't a big change for them. But he far outweighs what Ezekiel Elliott can produce. At least now in the way in their stages of their career. Yeah, I mean, he's electric as a receiver. The, the one thing that you do see Pollard struggle with is the short yardage stuff. That's when Zeke comes in because he's got the bigger body, he's stronger still. Um, but he's not nearly as fast. Pollard's a great receiver, great runner on especially, you know, toss it, outside runs, toss plays, stuff like that. He's so fast. And he had, I forget, I didn't write down how many yards, but he had two touchdowns. Were they both receiving or one rushing, one receiving? And they were long plays. He's just so fast. He's so good. Every well, time he had he that one, what was it, 60 yards, I think? Yeah. Like how you can't compete with that. Yeah, he had a 30-yard touchdown reception, and then later on he had a 68-yard. I guess that was a catch, too, a 68-yarder. <laughs> yeah, plus 80 yards on the ground, averaging um, over five per carry compared to Elliott's under three. So you can see who's generally more effective. Um, but it's great for the team, though, because Elliott did have two short touchdowns, and uh, it was all about the running backs for them. Vikings exposed as well. 
Just kidding. I, that, I, I, well, I don't know. I mean, it definitely puts a damper on your record, right? Like nobody likes to lose, but when you really have momentum going, that first loss that breaks it just sucks. I think more than anything else. Yeah, at home too. This was a big game in the NFC. You know, two teams towards the top of the conference standings. But you know what? Here, here's where I'm going to take the positive from this. Right? It wasn't prime time. <laughs> okay. Is that good? It just proves that Cousins is bad all the time. <laughs> hey, easy there. Let me let me finish that statement. He got the loss out of the way early, which means come prime time he'll be fine. I see. I see where you were going with that now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for you for jerk. <laughs> well, they are the nightcap game on Thanksgiving against the Patriots, so much different type of team for them to to play against. Not much offense to speak of going on in in New England. Um, Chiefs beat the Chargers. We don't have to talk much about that. Uh, Eagles beat the Colts just barely, 17-16, to on a Jalen Hurts touchdown run with just a minute left in the game. I feel like that's a shocker how close that game got. I mean, yeah, Colts were leading most of it. They couldn't do much on offense, but they were really playing solid solid football and limiting what uh, limiting Hurts' effectiveness. Uh, okay, Bills beat the Browns, blah, blah, blah. Although Brissett looked really good in this game. Too bad we didn't get to see them play. Do you like the meme I sent you where they were making fun of the height? Yeah. Of them and like, because of the snow, there was another one that just had like a, a, like a picture of the landscape covered in snow and these little tiny like holes. You can clearly see an animal jump like through them. And they were like, you could follow where Nick Chubb ran the ball. (laughs) <laughs> right, because this game was actually played in Detroit because of the heavy snowfall in the Buffalo area, um, over six feet, as you re- referenced. And at first I was mad about that because there's nothing, or I don't know, a few things as fun to watch on the TV than a football game played in the snow. But um, that would have been impossible after seeing <laughs> exactly how much there was. So I understand it. We'll get snow foot. We'll get snowball soon. Don't worry. There's always, yeah, there's, there's always one or two games. Um, okay, Niners destroyed the Cardinals on Monday night. Kyler Murray's still out with a hamstring injury, and now they're saying he could, they could hold him out until after their Week 13 bye, at which, at which point their season could be pretty much over. It already is on the knife's edge. Falcons beat the Bears. Cordero Patterson revenge game. Of course, he chooses this game to run a kickback for a touchdown, setting the. Now he stands alone with, I believe it's nine uh, kickoffs returned for a touchdown, which is now the most in, in NFL uh, history. Talk about doing that against the Bears. I know. Against right? the previous <laughs> record holder. Well, yeah, and a team that he ran some back for uh, back in the day, like a year ago, <laughs> two years ago. I don't know when his last one was. Um, another footnote from this game was Justin Fields getting hurt late. He has... Uh, Shoulder separation in his non-throwing shoulder. They've been I much did more. Read a report that it they didn't make too many comments on it, but it could be potentially season-ending. Mm, I mean, <clears throat> you could make the argument that it sitting at three and eight, they don't want to risk further injury. 
the competitive part of their season is over either way, but they've been a lot more interesting to watch uh, the last month or so with fields running a lot and, and just them opening things up, or, or maybe it's been a matter of them tailoring the offense more to what he can do with his mobility. I think that's what we're seeing is they're fitting the offense around their quarterback instead of trying to put the quarterback in an offense. Right. Yeah. And it, I've been listening. I don't know. Maybe I've been driving a lot lately. I feel like I've been listening to Chicago sports talk radio a lot the last few days. And uh, How old they, are you? They made the. <laughs> I'm realizing that I'm, I'm old, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Anytime. Uh, what was I saying? I don't have the memory. Sports that I talk radio. <laughs> My memory's going as well. Um, uh, well but that's, no, there's. Uh, they were just making the case that this is a really important time in his development as a player, as a passer, as he is being more effective. And if there isn't too much risk of injuring it worse, because it is in his non-throwing shoulder, then they were making the case that it makes more sense to have him keep playing and continue this positive development. Because uh, there is some more excitement around the team right now than there has been in, I don't know, since in a long time. They have not had a quarterback of this caliber, so... We'll see what happens. I saw today he's still considered day-to-day. Um, and this was another. This ended up being a big uh, news story coming out of this Jets-Patriots game. Patriots won 10-3, barn burner, with a, on a punt return, essentially a walk-off punt return touchdown with just five seconds left in the fourth quarter. But the bigger story that came out of this was Zach Wilson uh, you know, poor game all around. There were only six offensive points scored uh, between the I two. I think he was like negative 21 passing yards in the second half or something ridiculous. Right, when you factor in sack yardage. Uh, yeah, and the offense as a whole for the Jets was under 150 yards. Ramondre Stevenson, still good. He was like the one bright spot, which is the only reason I've been following the Patriots for my fantasy team. But, um, and you know, that was bad enough. But then in the post-game interview, Zach Wilson was asked, the question of, well, look, your defense just went out there and allowed just three points. Do you feel like you let them down at all? And he said, he just said no. And and that was it. <laughs> that was the quote. I, I, I gave you my opinion on that. I feel like those are questions that are loaded to begin with. Because you never want to see a team publicly feud, but it would have done him some good to be like, hey, I, I blew that. Yeah, I mean, you see guys do that all the time. It's so easy. All you had to say was like, yeah, I got to play better and and would have been brushed under the rug. <laughs> you know, everyone knows that. That's it's obvious from the stat line, you know, that he didn't play well. It's not a secret. But uh the way he chose to handle that reportedly, you know, made the defense unhappy, understandably, I would say. Um and the head coach came out and wouldn't wouldn't initially commit to Wilson as the starter moving forward and then today I guess it was at a team meeting within, you know, inside the organization. He announced to the team that Wilson will not be the starting quarterback uh, this week against the Bears. Mike Whitehead. Yeah, Mike White, who is now on my fantasy roster and maybe starting for me over Russell Wilson. <laughs> I'm going to say it now. You're going to bench Russ and he's going to just tear off now. Probably, probably, because he's going to listen to this and it'll motivate him. <laughs> right, this is what will motivate him. Just in terms of the Jets, uh, it makes sense for them to make a switch, I would argue, given they're six and five. They're on the unexpectedly on the brink of actually making the playoffs. Um, I 
I thought they would have gone with Flacco, actually, if, if they want to have the best chance of doing something this season. But that's what I would do. He started the season. He was putting up a lot of yards and touchdowns for them the first few weeks. They lost those games because the defense was terrible, but I, the Jets' defense has been massively improved throughout the season, largely thanks to rookie cornerback Sauce Gardner. But um, Yeah, Sauce is the boss. That's right. And uh, I would put Flacco in there, but they're going with Mike White. What would you think uh, of Flacco's role? Like, I, I'd all, right, like, all right, we're going to bet this kid. It's my turn. Right. Now we're going to go with the other kid. Like, oh. Um, right. I'd be like, so so why am I even here? <laughs> I mean, I'll take a paycheck, I guess. But Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it for the week 11 recap. We wish Mike White the best, or at least I do. And we'll take a quick break. Come back with the week 12 preview. And we are back breaking down every matchup in this upcoming week 12 that has no bye weeks. Uh, weird what? because the next couple weeks do still have teams on by going into week 14 this year, which is ridiculous. Um, but okay, no buys this week. Of course, as is tradition on Thanksgiving, the Lions and Cowboys host games in addition to the late night game, uh, which features the Vikings. So the, the matchups are seven and three Bills at the Wait, late night Vikings. Is that a primetime game? Uh oh. <laughs> Picking the Patriots. Just kidding. I'm going to. Wow. I'm going to go with the Vikings still. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We're not there yet. Yes, right. So the the early kickoff, Bills at Lions. Uh, Lions have been feisty lately. They've won three in a row. They're feeling good. Dan Campbell. They've they won don't... more games in a row than weeks we've recorded. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> Something's got to yeah, get. You know what? It sounded hilarious, and then I said it out loud, and I have a few regrets. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so you're saying we're worse than the Lions? I mean, less consistent than the Lions. <laughs> there we go. It's all about phrasing. It's impressive what they've done, but I, I don't think you can pick against. I mean, maybe you can. I, I cannot pick against Josh Allen and the Bills. No, you have to. You have to take the bill. Sorry, I thought you were sound like there was another statement there, but that's fine. <laughs> Giants at Cowboys is the next one. This is pretty fun. Uh, both teams are seven and three, in prime position to make a run to the playoffs. And uh, I'm wondering if we can, if we'll look back on this game and call it the Odell Beckham Bowl, uh, given. He said he wants to be on a contender. These are two of the teams on his short list, uh, along with the Bills, Chiefs, and 49ers. He said he'll pick a team after Thanksgiving. Is he just waiting to see who wins this game? (laughs) Yeah. Whoever wins this game, you'll (laughs) just cut me the check now. How crazy would it be if he did go back to the Giants after all these years, where it all began? I mean, it's not unfathomable. I mean, that would give... Daniel Jones back an excellent weapon. I Brian mean, Harris. if I was Brian Dable, I would just be like, you keep the crap off the field. Like, you can't have the antics that I think originally let caused them to let him go. 
right? Either that or they just have to hide all the kicker's nets on the sidelines. That's all. I'm taking the Cowboys to win this. I like the Cowboys the way they've played the last few games. I think the domination over the Vikings was a fluke, but their defense is phenomenal. And yeah. I think it's going to be a a really good test for for the Giants or for uh, for yeah, for the Giants to see if they can over if they can match up to the Cowboys defense. Yeah. All right. And then the late game Thanksgiving night, six and four Patriots travel to Minnesota, take on the Vikings, who are now eight and two. And uh, like I said before, much different opponent this week. The Patriots are offensively challenged. <laughs> uh, they have a pretty good defense, but. Well, I was going to say the Vikings have a lot of firepower and they do, but we just saw them put up three points in a home game last week. <laughs> but um, you know, I don't Patriots, think it happens twice. No, no. The Patriots aren't scoring 40. I'm taking the Vikings to bounce back and a rare primetime win for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> It's going to happen. All right. The rest of these games, I believe, actually, you know, I believe the rest of these are sorted by the Mike watchability index, but I see the Cardinals up pretty high, so that can't be right. <laughs> you know, you are so good that you confused your own watchability index. Let's just assume that these are in a random order because I already disagree. <laughs> Actually, okay, actually, this next one's good. Bengals at Titans. The Bengals are six and four. Titans seven and three. And this could be Jamar Chase's return to the lineup uh, for Cincinnati. He's been out for a while since with a hip injury. I have lost every game in fantasy while he's been out. <laughs> so uh, I am a fan. I would love that. Uh, and they'll need him. They might need to rely on the pass more in this game, given Joe Mixon had a concussion last week. So he could be out of the picture in this game. And the strength of the Titans defense is the front seven. They they do not allow rushing yards. So either way, it, it looks like a Joe, big Joe Burrow game. I'm excited. Nice to be back in the winner's seat. Yeah, yeah, you you ended a losing streak last week. I extended mine, and we'll get into all of that and more in the fantasy quarter. But who are you picking for this game? The Titans are looking pretty interesting right now. I Mike mean, Brave I continues this, to impress. This on paper should be a really good game. Yeah, but I Did really these teams play in the playoffs last year. They may have. We pay attention because so, I, th- I thought Cincinnati had to go through them to get there because. They did because wasn't the uh, the Titans the number one seed? Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. And this is like the Joe Burrow nine sack game that they somehow still won. The Bengals did it. Right? How incredible is that? You get you eat dirt nine times in a I game. They and your team won't, ends up like going to the Super Bowl essentially. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who to pick here. What are you thinking? I'm gonna take the Bengals. I think that the the not nothing against Tannehill, but I think I don't know if I can fully bank on the Titans defense shutting down the Bengals offense, and that's kind of the way it would have to play out here. Yeah. I Man, think because well, they proved last year they can get to Burrow thrown to the turf and he can still win the game. So that's that's saying something on the quality of the overall offense. 
and the way all the pieces move together. Yep, I see what so you're saying. I'm going to have to sit with Cincinnati on this one. I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm going to actually take the Titans at home coming off a mini bye week after their Thursday night game last week. I can't fault you for that. It's a, I think it's a good pick. I really think you could go either way with this pick. Yeah. I think it would be an upset classified if the um, – because I'm pretty sure the Vegas odds are going to pick Cincinnati. I have not seen the line on this one. But if the line is that, then it would be an, it would be an interesting upset. Because from a fantasy perspective, it's funny, right? Like Cincinnati could absolutely lose, but Joe Burrow could throw for 400 yards, and I'll be happy as can be. You're right. The Bengals are two-and-a-half-point road favorites. Look at that. I don't even need to do research. I know it all, apparently. <laughs> it's tough. All right. Uh, I've got Chargers at Cardinals next. This is where I don't know what happened here. <laughs> how many how many drinks did you have when you made this? I, you know what? I'm not going to answer that. The Chargers. <laughs> the Chargers are the real question is how many hours of sleep did I get the night before? <laughs> I was going to say either way the number is low, but I think it's actually an inverse uh, thing going on there. But anyway, the Chargers are five and five currently on the outside looking in at the playoffs. The Cardinals are crumbling before our eyes on hard knocks in season, which I haven't watched yet, but I'm meaning to. <laughs> Cardinals are four and seven. They may not have Kyler Murray again. Um, even if he's there, I'm taking the Chargers. They're getting healthier wide receiver. Keenan Allen was back and stayed in the game last week. Mike Williams came back, uh, but left after, I think, one catch with a new yes, injury. Sorry, yo, how's that trade <laughs> looking now? I'm getting way too cocky. No, he was mad. He, he was. <laughs> was he? He was, yeah. He was texting in the uh, the other group chat. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Chargers. Yeah, I, I think it goes without saying. I feel way better about the Chargers offense and the state of the way they play as opposed to uh, the Cardinals that we're not quite sure, though. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if the Cardinals managed for some weird reason to win this, but I highly doubt it. Yep. Um, Packers at Eagles. Oh, it's God. sad that this goes so much. It's sad that it goes so much without saying uh, this year, but yeah, taking the Eagles. Packers against running quarterbacks. What could go wrong? <laughs> 7,000 rushing yards in a game. <laughs> That's what I'm And expecting. our defensive quarter being like, God, well, I can figure <laughs> out what's going on here. This is insane. Silver lining. Maybe this is a game that gets him fired. <laughs> I would. I would drive and take two weeks off of work, lose my job just to go do <laughs> title town and like, be like, thank you front office. Now we just need to get rid of the GM. Ravens at Jaguars. Um, Ravens seven and three Jaguars, three and seven um, taking Baltimore. Yeah. B Baltimore. Bears at Jets. With. Um, Maybe Justin Fields, maybe not. Maybe a limited Justin Fields and uh, Mike White starting for New York. I was going to say, the real question is limited Justin Fields or Mike Healthy White. Mike White, yeah. <laughs> I, th I think I'll take the Jets. Really? Remember Mike White had a run of games last year where he was really good. Yeah, he also had a four <laughs> zero touchdown, four pick game. 
Uh, who hasn't? You or, know, a James, or a Jameis Winston normal game. Ooh. <laughs> hey, Jameis Winston would never have a zero touchdown four pick game. At least it would be two touchdowns four picks. Give him some credit. <laughs> give him some credit. <laughs> All right. You know what? You're right. You know what? I'll, I'll give you that one. You got me there. You got me there. I'm taking the Jets. Uh, I'm going to take the Bears on this one. Yeah. What if Fields is out? Does that change your mind? I think Nick. No, Nick Foles is gone. Who's their backup? Is it I don't know, quarterback? matter doesn't matter uh, the game doesn't matter actually i guess it i shouldn't say that because the jets are still in the hunt for the playoffs um anyway all right you're taking the bears i got the jets raiders at seahawks up next uh, i'm taking seattle because the only team the raiders can beat is denver <laughs> <laughs> that is awful it is hilarious but that's awful uh yeah, Seattle is just obviously the more complete team they've played. Geno Smith is phenomenal. Kudos yeah. to the coaching staff. Everyone thought that this team was going to be absolute garbage when Russell Wilson left. Turns out <laughs> the true garbage is, in fact, Russell Wilson. <laughs> yes. Uh, Saints at 49ers. Niners. I no, no. 49ers. I don't think yeah. this one. This is another one that's a no-brainer. Yeah, the 49ers defense is too good. I think uh, Dalton could struggle here. They just have too many weapons now, too. Like, yeah, the I'm McCaffrey. honestly surprised the way Christian McCaffrey has helped the offense. That's gonna sound stupid, but I really thought that the Niners were dumb. I really yeah. think their problem is at quarterback, and they didn't solve that by bringing in a star running back. But really, they've just given Jimmy G another out which I think is making him look better than what he is. Yeah, and it's interesting because he is being used almost more as a receiver than he is as a as a running back even. I think um, kind of reminds me like he, he's filling the row that Debo Samuel had, even though Debo's right. still there. Letting Debo be more of a more of a true receiver. Well, McCaffrey is like a receiver. He's like the receiver that will take a few handoffs the game. <laughs> Right. Because um, someone else, what's that guy's name? Elijah Mitchell actually had more carries against the uh, Cardinals than McCaffrey did. Also, it was a blowout, so that could be partially explain it too. But um, yeah, they're they're they've found a, a good way to integrate McCaffrey, and he's making a big impact for them. Uh, Falcons at Commanders. Kyle Pitts is on injured reserve. He was one of Atlanta's two playmakers. I guess I guess three if you have to count Cordero Patterson. Two and a half. What do you mean if you have to count? I mean, he totally counts. Okay, sure. All right, fine. So they still have two playmakers left in Drake London and Patterson, but I'm going to take the commanders who are on a hot streak. And I know we said it last week, jumped the gun a little bit, uh, but this should be the game that Chase Young returns <laughs> for that defense. But they've been playing much better without him even, so I'm taking Washington at home. I'm going to take Washington as well. I feel like they their their hot streak is good. I feel they've been a little bit more consistent in the in in the previous weeks. The loss of Kyle Pitts is huge to that offense, so I'm curious how they're going to bounce back from that. Yep, we will see. Uh, five and five Buccaneers traveling to Cleveland take on the three and seven Browns. Uh, Bucks are coming off the bye. I am taking Tampa Bay. Yeah. Buccaneers. Steelers at Colts. The Steelers are three and seven. Um, Colts four, six, and one. Both teams coming off almost upsets 
where the the Steelers played Cincinnati close last week. Uh, ditto for Indy against the Eagles. I think I'm going to take Pittsburgh here. The Steelers like found something in a group TJ, last week, and the yeah. Colts I think are still. I mean, they're in the midst of chaos, right? After Frank Wright getting replaced, Jeff Saturday's the new co interim coach. Like, there's a lot happening for that team, but I feel feel like the Steelers are starting to find themselves a little bit more. Well, DJ so, Watt is back. He's making plays for that defense. Uh, Najee Harris looked really good last week for like the first time all year. <laughs> yeah, I I have to like I like the what the Steelers are doing now. They still have a chance to turn this around. Oh, well, I don't know about that. They're three and seven. It might be too late for this year. But... Well, I mean, <laughs> no, I, I see what you mean. Get get Pickett some more confidence. Um, yes, I don't they... say that they're going to the postseason this year. That's not happening. But they could they could end the year on a win streak and try to carry that momentum into the off season and, and next year. Uh, Rams at Chiefs. Ram, sorry, Rams at Chiefs, which is a matchup that looks really interesting, really good preseason, but at this point of the year. <laughs> Well, Rams. yeah, if the Rams were their old selves. The Rams are out of it. Cooper Cup's gone on IR. Stafford likely out with a concussion. Even their backup, Wolford, was hurt last week. Um, so it was down to Bryce Perkins, who came into the game after Stafford exited last week. Uh, so it could be him again getting a start, his first career start at Arrowhead. Uh, tough one. Taking the Chiefs. Yes, Chiefs. Chiefs. Texans at Dolphins. Lovey Smith is benching Davis Mills. And Kyle, no. Kyle Allen will get the start at quarterback uh, for this game. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, which one? Lovey Smith, Davis Mills, or Kyle Allen? <laughs> yes, Kyle Allen. <laughs> okay. And where are we? Timestamp. Okay, 49 minutes. <laughs> you. Uh, let's see. Not that it matters to the outcome. I'm taking my Dolphins. Yeah, I have to go with the Dolphins right now. I mean, the Lovey is in a very bad spot there. Kind of just make whatever you can happen because we've given away every offensive weapon you have. So good luck with that. Here, welcome back to the NFL. <laughs> uh, then finally, this one is ranked appropriately. This game is going to be disgusting to watch. The Broncos at Panthers. And oh. the Panthers have a new starting quarterback. Well, a new old starting quarterback. <laughs> Baker Mayfield to the bench. P.J. Walker is injured, so Sam Darnold is going to start. What? All you Sam Darnold fans, boy, are you in for a treat. I'm taking the Panthers purely out of spite. (laughs) I mean, with the way they've played, yeah. Although Clint, uh, uh, what? Uh, Clint Kubiak is calling the plays now, so. Yeah, is that good or bad? I mean, Gary Kubiak was a great offensive coach. True. So if the Shanahan father-son has had, like, good success, so I don't know. Maybe Clint figures this out. I doubt it. Sorry, Clint. It's not your fault. So you're taking the Panthers, too? Yes. All right, and I see a notification here that Kyler Murray is going to return this week and play against the Chargers. Does that change your pick? No. Me either. <laughs> okay, let's take another short break. Come back for the fantasy corner. God, what did you take me for, idiot? <laughs> Now, 
Let's take a trip down to the fantasy corner. Stop the presses. He's back. Oh, my God. 45 to nothing is the score when this is over. Well, it will be good news for um, Marquise, for Hollywood Brown, if if he's healthy. I don't know. I dropped him after he he got hurt. Yeah, I know. I picked him up. Just in case. He's still on IR, but just in case. All right. And we're back. It's the fantasy corner. What? In week 11. So we're now, there's three weeks left till the playoffs, till the fantasy playoffs. Oh, that's not enough time. Do or die time. Uh, and, and last week I died. <laughs> <Again. Lost laughs> I'm sorry first. I shouldn't laugh, but that was actually served up really well. <laughs> I'm actually very proud of you. Thanks. Uh, last week I lost again, my fourth in a row. Shout out Kadarius Tony for tearing his hamstring for the 100th time after putting up zero fantasy points. Also, Russell Wilson. My, com- my quarterbacks combined for 18 points, Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You picked up my- – I dropped Matt Ryan and you took him? Yeah, I should have left him on the waiver wire. <laughs> Why are you, like, picking up all the garbage I got rid of? There was a reason I dropped players. I may not be number one in our league, but I figured out after 10 years how to play. <laughs> Well, I thought you dropped him because he got benched for Ellinger. So I, I had so. I dropped him way before. Yeah, well, now I understand. For some reason, I have this, uh, oh, maybe if he's on my team, he'll do better. Oh, you could be more stupid. Yeah, you might be right about that. Um, but anyway, I lost my fourth in a row. You got back in the win column. Oh, yes, it felt so good. Monster game from Kittle, Burrow, Robinson was good, Eckler. I didn't really have a really bad player. I mean, my receiving core has always been kind of rough. But my playmakers are always consistent. And I think Allen Robinson's stock is about to go up with the fact that Cooper Cup is out. True, except that he'll be catching passes from a third-string quarterback. But he's like the only guy left in town. I was wrong about Scrawny Neck. (laughs) Didn't do anything. But uh, now, with your win and my another loss, we have the same record. We're both five and six. But you have scored about 20 more points than me on the season. So you win the tiebreaker. And yes, yeah, suck it. You would get the number six seed. Uh, I am seventh, so I would be outside of the playoffs right now. All of which sets the stage for our Week 12 showdown. Playoffs on the line, potentially. Not in the line, as I wrote there. Playoffs are on the line. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, you know, whoever loses this game is going to be in trouble. But, uh... I mean, I don't feel confident in my team. (laughs) Oh, I I hate my team, except for Tua. (laughs) Because the issue is, the glaring problem I have is receiving core. And unfortunately, that makes up such a big chunk of the points. Right, where we start three receivers in this league, yeah. But I also, like, I have DeAndre Swift, and since he's come back, it's like, I don't know how to gauge it. Plus, they're playing Buffalo, so I think that's a bad decision. Mm. So that leaves Eckler and Patterson as my running backs. Well, Eckler's fine. He's been really solid lately. He's the the number two running back. My my complaints. Yes. Slow start, we say, and yet he he hasn't had fewer than nine points in a game. Ezekiel Elliott dreams of that kind of production. 
But uh, your point is taken. He was your first round pick. You have high expectations. I mean, your team isn't bad. It's on paper. <laughs> on paper, yeah. Well, yeah. My biggest questions are, you know, we'll see if Jamar Chase is back. Do I start him in his first game back? I think I have to if he's healthy and playing. I mean, Can the only reason I would ever say probably is just because I have Joe Burrow. And you would you would be absolutely livid if he comes back. And even if he does 50 yards in a score. Yeah, and that's on my bench. And I lose from because I benched my first-round draft pick. Yeah, that would be brutal. <laughs> well, not only that, but that's not even washing the points that Burrow was also getting. Oh, true, from that same score situation, yeah. Well, the most interesting choice I probably have to make is at the at the quarterback. Obviously, Tua is locked in. He's been really good. Um, but right currently, the app has Russell Wilson projected for 15, Mike White projected for 14 and a half. So. I recently switched my defenses. I put the Miami against Houston is, back in. That is a great call, uh, especially with uh, Kyle Allen. Yeah, who? The the uh, the new Texan starter with Mills benched. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is. He sucks. <laughs> the guy that you said fuck him a minute ago. <laughs> you don't even oh, yeah, remember that his name. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> eh. What's he gonna do? Come find me? <laughs> oh, uh, you know, quarterbacks like him and Russell Wilson just they, they love this podcast. They can't get enough, so you never know. <laughs> Yep, I don't know. You're going down, maybe. I mean, we we talk every week about how the projections are meaningless, but currently I'm projected to win. Uh, but I put zero stock into that. Well, I think it's because they. How many points do they have Wilson projected to put up? Fifteen. I just said that. But I'm. <laughs> were you listening? No. But I might swap him out for Mike White, who's projected fourteen and a half at the moment. Oh, that's where that fourteen and a half came from. Totally missed the first half. I don't know. They have. Heineke per, uh, projected 15.4. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty good matchup against Atlanta for him. It's very interesting. I've also got tight end issues with Gerald Everett with a groin injury. I picked up uh, Foster Moreau with Darren Waller out. He's been, I was going to say productive, but that's kind of a stretch for <laughs> the Raiders. <laughs> It used to be that Darren Waller would get 20 targets a game, and if he was out, those would just transfer directly to Foster Moreau. But Devontae Adams being there has put a wrench into that situation. Other than that, best of luck, I guess. <laughs> may, may the best yeah, right? <laughs> it's either going to be a really good game, or this is just absolutely going to go to hell in a handbasket. Let's see. How much of this will be decided on Thanksgiving? I've got the Patriots running back, Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, and Stephon Diggs in the early game against Detroit. And, oh, God, and Ezekiel Elliott. And the Giants, and the Cowboys defense. Okay, so I've got a lot riding on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Everything I have is Sunday, except for right now I have Paris Campbell, and that plays Monday. So really, by the end of the 3 o'clock game on Sunday, we'll have Pretty good idea, yeah. Oh wow. Oh, I I don't like that. I don't have anyone Sunday night or Monday night. 
I always like having at least one guy in a Monday night game. Just even if I'm down 50 points, just to like throw it out there, pretend there's a, still a chance. <laughs> I always told people I'd rather play from behind them in front. Mm-hmm. Right, because the, there's nothing worse than having a big lead because your guys play early and then just watching it dwindle until. Yeah, you're like, oh, I got a 110 point lead. Right. And after the three o'clock game, you're like, I have a 10 point lead. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> Yep. Oh man, that'll be fun. I'm excited for the for the good of the show. I would love for at least one of us to make the playoffs. <laughs> right. That helps. I think at least every bit. year, one of us has. Right. I think so. Yeah, I think so. That's kind of my benchmark for myself for a successful fantasy season. If can I at least make the playoffs? Because the top six teams out of twelve make it in in our league. So it's like, can I be at least in the top half of players? <laughs> But it's not like it's not like we have a you know taco from the league situation. Everybody sets their lineups and is very active. I'm I'm impressed by the level of waiver activity and stuff in our league. I'll say that. So it's no great shame to finish outside playoffs. Like like right, for because at least everyone's making an effort. Nobody's right. just like, like well. It's- for example, my my wife has the most points scored in the entire or no second in the league in points scored. She's three and eight. That's. That sucks. It messed up, right? <laughs> I can't feel bad now. Yeah. No, she doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, she destroyed me, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, good for her because she, she doesn't care. I wish I could. Sometimes I wish I could not care, but <laughs> I can't do that. I can already imagine her reaction. Oh, I won. Oh, that's cool. Yep. She's got bigger things to worry about, unlike myself, apparently, somehow. <laughs> It's not like they're your kids, too. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that seems like as good a place as any to wrap this up. Um, you know, good luck to you in a in a sporting sense, if not a realistic one. <laughs> You're going down and I hate your guts. Perfect. Right back at you. There we go. And uh, happy Thanksgiving. And we'll see Everyone if we can... enjoy the food, yeah. feast, and family. That's what it's all about. And we will and see football. if we can do this for a third week in a row, catch up with those pesky lions in their in their winning streak. <laughs> Until we'll then, try. yeah. See you next time. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.